It is Wednesday, April 29th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Uh, crazy day yesterday, lots of announcements, um, some big announcements yesterday. Uh, so we'll kind of jump right into the news and uh, kind of let you know what's going on. So big news last night, the World of Outlaws are going back racing right before their CBS Sports Network broadcast. It started to come out that they would return to action. Uh, the Sprint Car Series returns on May 8th at Knoxville Raceway, and the Late Model Series returns May 15th at Boone Speedway. Both events in Iowa will be without spectators, but can, we, can be watched live on Dirt Vision as part of your Fast Pass. The events will be in Invitation only for competitors, but will include all full-time outlaw regulars and a mix of others who will be eligible. The races will both pay 10000 to win and will award points towards the 2020 championships. Dirt Vision is offering discounted fast passes if purchased within three days of the event. Uh, if you want to see more details and kind of get an idea of which drivers are going to get invitations and be eligible, you can find that information at worldofoutlaws.com. Earlier in the day, however, the Outlaws did announce four more late model shows had been postponed, which includes May 8th at Livonia Speedway, May 9th at Cochran Speedway, May 15th at Moeller Raceway Park, and May 16th at Wayne County Speedway. Uh, Livonia and Cochran both in Georgia, Moeller and Wayne County both in Ohio. Uh, officials do hope to reschedule those events. Again, you can find information about that at worldofoutlaws.com. Uh, Lucas Oil ASCS Sprint Curse also announced yesterday they have canceled the May 28th show at Lincoln uh, at Lincoln at Lakeside Speedway and the May 30th show at Creek County Speedway. Uh, so more cancellations for that series as well. On the flip side of this, um, in the last 24 hours, we've now seen announcements for a number of other races and tracks opening back up. So Dirt on Dirt, uh, Dirt on Dirt now has a trio of events to broadcast this weekend, starting Thursday with the aforementioned Tar Heel Invitational at Tri-County. They've now added a 5,000-to-win Carolina Class show um, at Lancaster Speedway in South Carolina, which also won't allow spectators, and another 5,000-to-win event at Boyd Speedway in Georgia. Boyd's will allow spectators with social distancing in place and will include Super light models, crate light models, uh, sportsman and driver development divisions. Uh, Why Not Motorsports Park and Mississippi Thunder Speedway have also announced events for this weekend. Um, you can kind of click around and find information about those. Dirt on Dirt actually has uh, quite a bit of information about these events as well. But it's kind of an interesting point right now. You've got you know, kind of this contrast of, of things happening. On, on one hand, you've got a sanctioning body like the Word of Outlaws announcing a return to racing while almost sim simultaneously announcing more postponements. Um, you know, these tracks in these series are kind of facing a, a big myriad of a myriad of issues, you know, to kind of overcome and, and get back racing again. And, you know, there's financial issues. You know, how do you hold events with no fans? Um, you know, can pay-per-view and some of these streaming deals cover the cost, you know, when you don't have the fans, when there's not, you know, concession sales and merchandise and all of these other things being sold? Um, you know, what restrictions have to be overcome from state and local governments? You know, can you have fans? Can you not have fans if you run races? You know, and then if you do have people come to your racetrack, can you keep people safe, um, you know, with social distancing and masks and hand sanitizer and all of these things? So a lot of moving parts to these events, um, you know, and, and I think many tracks and many series are, are not really going to be in a sound enough place to really hold events while you're seeing other places be able to open back up. Um, you know, the, the, the economics for a lot of these places just don't work out. And especially for a lot of these tracks that don't have streaming deals and, and don't have, you know, a, a partner that they can call up and try to run events. Um, you know, the, the money and the finances just isn't going to work out for a lot of these places. So, 
you know, and I, I think the other part of this is is it'll be interesting to see how many of these pay-per-view only races, you know, can really be supported, you know, when they're going up against other competing events. You know, it's one thing to have an event like we saw this last weekend at Park Jefferson, you know, that was live on Speed Shift. Nobody in the world has anything to watch. Nobody in the world has anything to do. So, of course, a ton of people are going to buy that and support it and watch. Um, but now when you've got competing events on, on the same night, you know, especially when you have, you know, the same divisions, you know, when you've got super late models that are, you know, at different tracks, you know, not too far away, you know, you're going to end up splitting fields um, and then you're going to end up splitting that base of people that can actually do this. You know, there's still a lot of people, you know, like, you know, I don't even need to say this, but there's a lot of people out there who are still struggling with income and, and you know, don't have jobs right now. And, and you know, how big of that pool you know, how big is that pool of buyers really going to be, you know, when they have to start choosing between, you know, races on a same night. So, you know, it's one thing to have competing races with fan bases in different parts of the country and things like that. But, you know, over the course of the whole country, the streaming services are pulling from, you know, that same kind of pool of buyers, um, you know, so I think it'll be interesting to see how long this kind of model of pay-per-view races can really continue. Um, you know, as more tracks open up and as more tracks want to do those types of things, you know, it's one thing for, you know, the World of Outlaws, you know, or some of these series that, you know, have, you know, kind of built in pay-per-view deals to be able to do that. It's another entirely for tracks to kind of do one-off deals and be trying to track down a, you know, a streaming provider to help them out, you know, whether that's a Dirt on Dirt or a Speed Shift or, you know, a Flow Racing or, you know, whoever that partner is, you know, and whether those numbers really make sense for both sides to work out. So um, I'm kind of curious to see how this goes, obviously completely uncharted territory territory and you know there's really no way to know you know what's going to happen and how this is all going to go and and uh, again I think you're going to continue to see some places announcing opening back up you know more races canceled and postponed um, and it, it's really going to depend on you know kind of state to state and, and even there from you know county to county city to city where where fans can come and, and where they can and, and you know what's going to work out in, in terms of uh, uh, you know the finances for a lot of these events so uh, we'll keep an eye on that and, and obviously as, as more announcements come we'll be right there to uh, to keep you updated on that and you know again a, a good place to keep up with all of that is, is dirttracker.com you know that front page all that new stuff updated every 15 minutes throughout the day um, so if, you know if something happens it'll be there within just a couple of minutes so a good place to be able to keep up with all the information Last night, the World of Outlaws ran another pair of iRacing Invitationals, like I mentioned before this time, on CBS Sports Network. Uh, Dave Reef, Johnny Gibson, Kenny Wallace on the call. Uh, just like the previous shows on Fox Sports 1, the broadcast included two smaller invite-only fields and only features were ran. There was no preliminary action, no qualifying, no heat races, no preliminary mains. Uh, the late models ran first with uh, Matt Cosner and Austin Dillon on the front row. Cosner drove to the early lead while contact on the first lap pushed Dillon into, deep into the field. Cosner was able to lead until lap 10 when uh, contact between he and Caden Cornell actually dropped both drivers um, back into the pack. That allowed Ashton Winger to grab the lead. Uh, Winger took control of the feature until there were only a few laps remaining. Nick Stroop and Winger got together in turn one with only three laps left. Um, Cornell, who had rebounded from that earlier incident, was right there to take advantage. He led the final two laps en route to the $1,000 victory. Mike McKinney finished second. Ashton Winger was third. Bobby Pierce fourth. And Nick Stroop finished fifth. That led into the sprint car feature. The early part of that was controlled by Jace, uh, Chase Briscoe, who started in the second starting pos uh, position. Bill Baylog uh, was on the pole, but Briscoe was able to jump to that early lead. Lap 12, Briscoe and uh, Kevin Swindell were battling for the, for the top spot. The two made contact, causing both of them to spin. Um, basically, when two cars spin in iRacing, it's almost a, a given um, that a, a, a caution will come out. The, the series officials have a little more control over these events, um, but the, the software itself and the simulation, it, 
you know, if a car gets sideways, um, that pretty much brings out a caution. But uh, even though the caution came out, the two were able to recover to really hold their, their position. Swindell this time out front with Chase Briscoe in second. Swindell drove away. He led the next 21 laps. But Logan Schuhart, um, who was actually in studio there for the event, um, he came down from Pennsylvania to be in studio in, in Concord at the World Racing Group office where the where the broadcast was filmed from. Um, he ran that, the kind of started banging the boards around the top, and he was able to run down uh, Kevin Swindell from his sixth starting position. Over the final few laps, the drivers were, you know, really traded slide jobs. Uh, racing was pretty crazy there. Uh, Schuhart was able to come out on top. He officially led the final two laps to grab the $1,000 check and his first iRacing win. Kevin Swindell finished second with Brad Sweet third, Tyler Courtney fourth, and Austin McCarl in fifth. Uh, it's interesting, I think, uh, with a race night like this, we saw a, a few different names up front, and and you know, with no qualifying and, and things like that, um, you know, you kind of saw a mix of some other drivers up front, and, and you know, with Brad Sweet finishing third and Tyler Courtney finishing fourth, those are not two names that we've talked about in some of these sprint car uh, i racing events. So uh, a little bit different uh, kind of makeup to the finish of this race. So. Uh, entertaining stuff to watch and uh, hope you got a chance to tune in. I don't know uh, kind of what the schedule looks like going forward for the iRacing events, um, you know, with, you know, the, the kind of transition now seeming to, you know, kind of be, or the focus kind of being now on transitioning back to racing um, in real life. I'm not sure what the, what the kind of future of this looks like here over the next couple of weeks, but uh, we'll keep you posted and let you know if that's something you're uh, interested in continuing to watch. Uh, that's the show for today. I hope everybody has a good Wednesday. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe, leave me a review, tell your friends. You can also watch the show on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, you can email the show at info at dirttracker.com and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler and you can sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter that is live on the site right now. Uh, weekly email, just a couple of bullet points. Um, nothing super crazy there, so check that out. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow on Dirt Tracker Daily. Thank you